It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, Ruud Ed Oliver, and my guy, Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to recap the Knicks game and also preview the Bucks game. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right. So the Washington Wizards lost to the New York Knicks Friday night. We're going to recap that. And then also preview the Bucks game. The Washington Wizards lost 122-99. The Washington Wizards now are two and ten in the season. Brandon, um, what went wrong, or what did you see? Uh, what stood out to you in the Wizards' loss to the New York Knicks at home in the in-season tournament? Now they are eliminated in in-season tournament championship contention. I mean, <laughs> so you know, different game, same script, rebounding. <laughs> Rebounding was bad. Um, perimeter defense. Um, Jalen Brunson shot six threes. Uh, Dennis Genzo, man, um, he shot four threes, four from eight. So he shot 50% from the three point. Um, same script, man. It, it's like Groundhog Day. I mean, it's like every game's the same issues. You know that we're going to struggle with rebounding. We're going to struggle with perimeter defense. Um, Gafford against more agile bigs, he's going to struggle. Now, I thought he played well versus Mitchell Robinson, man. I mean, if you look at the stat line for Mitchell Robinson, 27 minutes, six points, but eight rebounds, three for four. Look at the gap, 10 points, seven rebounds, one steal. So I guess, you know, they, he played decent against Mitchell Robinson. And a similar build. You know, there are skinnyish centers who don't really expand. They don't stretch the floor. You know, you're going to get a lot of threat and defense out of them. But that's about it, man. But um, same, I mean, like I said, man, same script. They, they're abysmal at rebounding. This is probably the worst rebounding team I've ever seen the Wizards put on the court. It's just it's, – it's it's terrible. It's, it's hard to watch. I mean, it's just they're, – they're terrible at rebounding. They can't defend the three. It's just <laughs> – like I said, it's like Groundhog Day, man. You hit, hit the alarm, hit that snooze, same game, you know. But um, but look, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, the best player on the court for the Wizards was Denny Avion. Easy. Uh, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, seven for 11, so he's proficient or efficient. And uh, two for four from three, uh, he was the best player on the court for the Wizards. I mean, you could say Kyle Kuzma, 19 points, but it took 21 attempts to get 19 points. I mean, obviously, efficiency is always an issue for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. And this was talking a little about Jordan Poole because this was not his best showing. And he ain't had many good showings so far in the regular season, man. I mean, 0 for 6 from three, 2 for 11 from the field. I mean, thank God he got 4 from 4 from free throw. But 
Eight points, four assists, five turnovers, man. I mean, it continues. Like I said, same script <laughs> as far as Jordan Poole. It's just, it's just every game's the same. E. Um, they're just they're not really trying to fix the deficiencies. I think they're fir- they're firmly in the tank spot, and they're just like, look, we are where we are, and just gonna ride it out because you don't see them really trying to evolve or try to fix any of the issues. It's just same game, man. And so it's, it's tough to really look at the Eastern Conference, or it's tough to look at the schedule and. Look at any teams that really we could beat without, you know what I mean? Like Detroit, but can, you know Detroit's got a lot of talent. I mean, it's just we're just not a very good team. You know, we're poorly coached, and it's show tonight. Like it has every night this season, man. Outside of a couple of wins, man, it's just. And I hate to say that, man. And I and I get it. You know, I'm ready for rebuild. I'm 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 locked in and ready to rock. But it's just you just don't see any energy, man. And Jordan Poole, he I don't know what they need to do to get him straight, but. It's it's tough watching him play sometimes, man, because he's a young guy who can play. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know if it's off the court. I don't I don't know if it's just a maturity thing, but it's it's hard to watch good talent just continue to stink. I mean, he's just he continues to struggle, and I just don't know what it is. I so yeah, if I gotta narrow down, he it's gonna be rebound again. We just we're terrible at rebounding. Yeah, definitely rebounding was a part of it. Uh, three-point defense was a part of it. They let Dante T- DiVincenzo get hot from the three. Jalen Brunson hit a couple threes. Uh, so, once again, they don't defend the three-point line well at all. Uh, rebounding, they got out-rebounding like you brought up. They lost the rebound battle 48-32, to and you just saw them get outworked and now hustled. One of the first plays of the game, Mitchell Robinson got an offensive rebound, and you see Jalen Brunson hustling on the floor, diving on the yeah. floor. Anyone to jump ball against Corey Kispert as well, where – Jalen Brunson is about six feet tall. Corey Kister is what six four, six five. So um, that just shows you the the hard work and the one two of a coach Thibodeau teach uh, coach Thibodeau coached team. Um, they outworked yeah. us. They were out more physical. Uh, it was questionable that that Wes he took Denny out in the fourth when Denny was playing well. Denny had a solid game, getting to the basket, finishing at the rim as well. And uh, yeah, Jordan Poole just he continues to be a disappointment yeah um there was one play where he didn't come to the ball he just came kind of weak the Knicks got a still got a fast break then he shot a floater went over the rim then he shot a three with 13 seconds left in the shot clock that was an air ball definitely heard some boos after that uh so just questionable shots and when there's a lot of time on the shot clock not going up strong to the basket just yeah. kind of going up weak and uh, not playing with any physicality, not trying to get to the basket, not trying to get to the free throw line as, as well, throwing a, a cross-court pass that was stolen when he could have thrown a better pass to Denny across the court. So, uh, And he's not shooting the ball well. And it's crazy because I know a lot of people are joking on social media, you know, that he plays better when the baddies are there. There was uh, a social media or Instagram uh, model named Ruby Rose who tweeted out that she was going to be at the game and everybody went crazy. It was like, oh, Jordan Poole's going to have a great oh, game. <laughs> and uh, he ended up having another stinker with two for 11 from the field, over six from the three-point line, eight points, four assists, though. But still, he had – how many turnovers did he have? He had five turnovers. So four assists, five turnovers, was a minus 18. Everybody was in the minus and a plus minus, so I'm not going to put that against him. But he's just not playing good ball. It doesn't look focused. Just doesn't look like himself out there, and I, I think a change of scenery would be the best for him and the best for the Wizards. It's just not working. I know it's early, but you know I, I just don't see him in the future long-term plans. That he's just not playing like a franchise guy. Um, just the antics once again, the whole yeah. bench video and all that. I, I, th- I think it's going to be a short time here for Jordan Poole in DC. It's just not working now. Neil DeLaw, shout out to him. He was on the show last week. He put out a picture where. 
he said that him and David Vanderpool, they talk strategy, Vanderpool, talk strategy and watch film for at least 45 minutes after practice. So, I mean, the coaches are trying, man. They're trying to get this guy locked in. So, I, I'm not going to blame the coaches. I'm just look at Jordan Poole, man. That's the only person that we, we can really look at. You know, he's, yeah, Neil DeLaw said Jordan Poole and David Vanderpool talk strategy and watch film for at least 45 minutes after practice. So, David Vanderpool, he's trying, man. He's trying to get this guy to lock in and, and, and play better, you know. So, um, and then also there was a clip where Kuzma is letting Poole hear it for not boxing out Dante DiVincenzo. So it's just the little things that Jordan Poole is not doing right. There's some big things that he's not doing right. So um, right, he's just not playing good basketball at all. He's just not. And I know he's a better player than that. Um, and then also to end the game, the Knicks went on a 20-2 to run to ice the game. Wizards did not score for five minutes and 56 seconds left with till a minute and 44 seconds left in the game. The Wizards did not make a field goal for seven minutes and 44 seconds in the fourth quarter. That's ridiculous and that's awful. <laughs> Uh, they did the same thing against the Raptors, yeah. basically with the Hornets. So the fourth quarter has been basically the second half for West has been a struggle for the Wizards. It's just been a struggle for them. So um, once again, shot selection, you know, Kuz and, and Jordan Poole, they're going to get their shots up. Danny went seven for 11, 18 points is one of his better games. Gafford, 10.7 boards. I mean, it was a it was a it was a typical Gafford game. He had four personal fouls. Yeah, and uh, Corey Kiss for eight points. Blau had six points. It was kind of a Blau. Uh, I thought he played with some effort out there tonight. And then Johnny Davis once again got garbage minutes with two minutes left in the ball game, and he's questionable for tomorrow night. Neil Delau tweeted that out too that uh, Johnny Davis is questionable, so we don't even know if he's gonna play tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, man, same thing, <laughs> same thing every game, man. It's just, um, it's just, and it's, I think that's just gonna be the script going forward. You know, they're definitely trying to get a high pick. Um, but look at the Jordan Poole. He's got too much talent. But, you know, here's the thing, man. You know, is it a mirage when you saw Golden State? I mean, because you see a whole different player. I mean, it, it seems like the league has figured him out. Like, he's just – you don't see that spark at all. It's just no care in the world, man. You just – you know, you have these moments where, you know, it's, it's Hollywood, and when he makes it, it's like, whoa. But then it's, like, very rare that he makes it. So it's just – it's I, I hope the best for him, man. But – it seems like he doesn't want to be here, to be honest with you. I don't think he wants to be in D.C. long term. Um, he definitely wants to go to a bigger market, you know. And that's the thing. Maybe that's the problem, the baddies. You need to start worrying about the baddies and start worrying about your job. I mean, maybe you need to start worrying about them daggone baddies because the baddies are putting you in a bad spot, brother. So, you know, he's got to focus, man, because the, th- the thing is they've got to do something with him. They've got to get his value up somehow because what team in the NBA is going to trade for him? What team in the NBA is going to trade – for a young guy who doesn't even want to listen to his coaches. I mean, who does whatever he wants on the court, who, you know, 12 games in, you've already, how many issues have you had? I mean, you, you, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just already 12 games. You know, he's got to, he's got to lock in. It behooves him to lock in. And I said this a couple episodes ago, I said in the last, probably the last, uh, last episode, that if I'm in this front office, you know, I'm definitely being transparent with him saying, look, you don't want to be here. Cool. Help us get your value up and then we'll move you. Be transparent with him, man. You know, because it's just a lot of immaturity, you know, coming in and saying, oh, it's my team. I ain't going to listen to nobody. How old are you, man? Like, Come on, come on man. <laughs> nah, you ain't made it yet. You know, you you won a championship, but, but it's a team game. It wasn't you winning the championship. It was the Golden State Warriors won the championship. So, you know, he's got he's to lock in, man. He's a young man, and I hope him success in the NBA is just it, – it, as time goes by, it seems like it ain't going to be in D.C.E. So, uh, we'll see. Hopefully he gets it together and at least boosts his own value. So. Again, if he doesn't want to be here, then we can find him a place to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the way it's looking. It's just looking that way. 
And um, I, I think he'll probably be one of those guys that leaves the Wizards and he starts to play better. He looks focused. We've seen that time and time again with the many, many Wizards. They come here, they lay an egg, they look awful, and then we trade them somewhere and they start to play better like their usual selves. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, every, he needs to lock in and he, he just doesn't look like he's, he's laser focused right now. So, um, but yeah, we're going to get to a quick word from Prize Picks. Today's episode is brought to you by. Price picks. Uh, I made my picks today for the commanders, and both of those picks hit. Unfortunately, the commanders lost, but both those picks hit. I uh, chose Daniel Bellinger to get more than 15 receiving yards. He ended up with 40. I, ch- I picked Sam Howe to get more than 34 and a half passing attempts. He ended up with about 40. So, if you were to tell those picks, you would have hit on price picks. Now, what is price picks? Price picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. You are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of batting thousands, bat- battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can pick now combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James. Plus, Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. I want to play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. And uh, also for tomorrow night, we do play the Bucks. The Wizards play the Bucks. So I would take the over on. Shoot, it's a tough one. It, it depends on where Price Picks is going to set. Giannis's points, if they put his yeah. points at like 33 and a half, it's kind of a tough one to take. Yeah. But uh I I, I would go with a guy like Bobby Portis, you know, coming back to D is the game in D- let me see if the game is in DC. But I would say yes, in DC. So I would take a look, I would take a look at Bobby Portis. I would take a look at his his points. I think he would get the over on his points. And then also uh I would take a look at Damian Lillard as well. Um any three of those guys, if you want to take the over on their points or take them more on their points, I wouldn't blame you at all. And uh, maybe even Brooke Lopez's three-pointers. I would take I would take a look at that as well. Oh, I'm sorry, Malik Beasley, his three-pointers. I would take a strong look at the more on his three-pointers. That's something that I'm really, really zeroing in on for sure. You can really take the more on all those guys uh, tomorrow night. But go to pricefix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Packers. Also, uh, make sure you guys check out the Lock On Sports Network National cha- YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check them out. All right, so the Bucks. Looking at the Bucks, we played them tomorrow night in DC at seven o'clock. They are nine and four. They just came off a big win against the Mavericks, a very high-scoring game. Luka Doncic had over thirty points. Kyrie had over thirty points. So they are a team that they do allow a lot of points. They are six. They are 23rd in points allowed. They're giving up 116 points a game. And uh, also they are uh, defensive rating. They're not, they're not defensive rating. They're 22nd. The Wizards right now, defensive rating, we're pretty darn bad, of course, as well. In the defensive rating category, this is on NBA.com. The Wizards are 26th and the Bucks are 21st. So defensively, the Bucks aren't playing good defense right now. They're not. I'm not saying that we're going to go in there and, I mean, put up a bunch <laughs> of points on them, but the Bucks aren't playing good defense, so it's something to look at. Right now, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league right now. They are ninth. Uh, they're ninth in uh, three-point de- defense. Um, also, shooting the three, they are fifth in NBA team three-percenters. Of course, they got Dame and, and uh, Giannis and Brooke Lopez, by Portis, Malik Beasley's playing good, so uh, what are some keys to development and things that you're looking for against the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night? Oh, man, good question. Um, first effort. <laughs> say that every game, man, uh, effort. You know, um, but I will say this. Um, they're not a very good defensive team, like you mentioned. I would definitely push the pace. I would definitely try to get the ball down there quicker before this defense set up and then try to work them from the perimeter, man. Uh, because if you look at from the paint, I mean – Brooke Lopez is going to be a tough cover for Gaff, man. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I, I mean, it depends on who guards uh, Giannis because I've seen Denny guard Giannis, and he did a pretty good job, so it depends on who they put on Giannis. But size-wise, it might be Kyle Kuzma. But I'll say this, man. I think this might be the game where we try Jordan Poole a point. reason for that is Lillard ain't a defensive guy. I mean, if you look at his acquisition, yeah, they, you know, they're obviously going to score more, but they lost a lot of the defensive guys in that deal. Um, so I'm, I'm attacking a Lillard. So I'm gonna put Jordan. I, why not? <laughs> I mean, one, you know, try Jordan Poole at that point. And see what you know, because obviously Delon's out. So maybe slide ties for a game on the bench. So you know, I think this is a game where we can try some things out, man. But this is gonna be a tough one, man, because they got some balls. I mean, like you said, Malik Lizzie's kind of a three and D guy. He can defend. He can shoot from three. Chris Middleton is a classic three and D. Giannis is Giannis, Brooke Lopez. I feel like he's been in the league like forever, man. <laughs> I remember him in Brooklyn, you know, but um, and Dame Lillard is gonna be he's gonna be a tough cover for whoever's that point, whether it's Poole or or Jones, man. It's gonna be a tough cover. Lillard is just that guy. So yeah, I mean, if we have a chance, I'm definitely pushing the pace. I'm definitely trying to attack them before they set up and definitely try to get ball movement rolling and trying to find open shooters. And they got to hit those open looks, man, and shoot high percentage shots. So that's what I'm looking at. It, you know, if we have a chance, which I ain't going to predict my knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we don't have a chance at all. It's, it's funny that, you know, we played the Bucks on Monday, then we played, a Warrior, we played the Hornets on Wednesday, then we played the Bucks again on Friday in the NBA and season tournament. So the next three games, two out of the next three games, we played a Milwaukee Bucks. So it's going to be tough and very challenging. Um, also looking at the Bucks numbers wise, they're sixth in offensive rating. So they, they definitely do a good job scoring the ball. They yeah. are fifth in pace. We like to push the pace. They like to push the pace. 
So this could be an up and down game. I think it is going to be a high scoring game. So this 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 could be a game where Giannis could put up 35, 40, 50 yeah. very easily. Same thing with Damian Lillard. He could do the same thing. Uh, we give up a lot of points in the paint, so Giannis could do that. Now they're just going to have to wall up on Giannis. Uh, it's going to be tougher now because you got a guy like Dame that can really shoot the three and shoot yeah. the ball well. But you're going to have to defend without fouling, which is easier said than done, of course. They're fourth in free throw attempts. But um, yeah, I mean, you you got you you could put you could put Denny on you. You're not going to stop Giannis or really slow him down at all. But you could you know definitely you know make it a little bit difficult for him, putting Denny on him, Blau on him a little bit here and there. Um, and of course, I think we're going to run. We're going to push the pace. Kuzma's got to have a better game, of course. Jordan Poole, I'm going to see him lock in. This is a game where I, I feel like we say this every game. Jordan Poole, this could be a bounce back game for him uh, because this is, a, this is a team that doesn't defend well. You just saw Kyrie put up 30, Luka put up 30 pretty easily, and the, the Bucks have given up a lot of points. But they're going to have to defend the three-point line in this game. You cannot let Malik Beasley get wide open threes. You just can't because the uh, Bucks are eighth in three-point attempts, so they shoot a lot of threes, and they're fifth in three-point percentage, so they get up a lot of threes. Dame shoots a lot of threes. Uh, Pat Connaughton is oh, yeah. on that team too. He can shoot the three. So they got shooters all around, man. Around around Giannis. Brook Lopez can shoot the three. So they're they're a team that's constructed to shoot the three around Giannis and space the floor for sure. Um, who else? They got some guy named A. Jackson started last game for them. Andre Jackson from UConn, a rookie. He started for the. For the Bucks, but he only played 12 minutes. Bobby Porter's had 11 and 7. Campaign off the bench. He can shoot the three. He had three threes. Pat Conte hit four threes. And a uh, young man named A. Green, AJ Green, for out of Northern Iowa, he hit two threes. So they're having guys that, you know, I, I haven't even seen much <laughs> of in the league that are coming in and knocking down threes. You got Giannis's little brother. If, if it's a blowout, then Giannis's little brother will come in. Thonis will come in and uh, he might even score in the Wizards. So. But for me, the goals are Denny play with confidence, Blau play with confidence. Those are the things I'm looking for. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just looking for the young guys to come in and play with some confidence, then play with some effort. Jordan Poole play with you know some confidence as well, and better shot selection for him, and just more effort and more physicality from him as well. Gafford's got to stay out of foul trouble. This could be a game where he easily, easily, easily get in foul trouble if Giannis gets to the gets to the basket uh, very easily. I can see. Three quick fouls on Daniel Gafford. Yep, I agree on all points. Um, definitely want to see a lot of energy from Denny and Bilal because those – and I, it's not against Kispert or um, Johnny Davis, but the two guys I'm really looking for as far as progress is Denny and Bilal. I'm just going to be honest with you because I, I see those two guys as definitely part of the foundation going forward. I, mean, I think that, you know, Kispert – I like Kispert. You know, he definitely shoot, but you know, I, I'm definitely looking at those two as far as progress going forward, man, just be totally honest. But um, I'm just looking for energy, you know, get in the passing lanes, try to be pesky. You know, there's the, you know, if obviously there's a talent gap between the two teams, but, you know, try to outwork them, man. You know, this is where coaching comes in. This is where leadership comes in, you know, push your guys, man. I just want to see effort because that's really all you can really say, look for man. You know, this is progression of young guys, man. So, um, yeah, three point shoot is scary a little bit. This team can shoot. And we said, we said that about the last team, and then the team before that, you could shoot, man. It's a, so, you know, the perimeter game is definitely going to be tested. But, yeah, Gaff, I think that was um, – you mentioned the E. Um, that's a matchup definitely look for because they're going to they're gonna go at Gaff. I'm saying right now they're going to go right at Gaff They're going they, because they know the MO. They know that he's going to foul quick. So expect to see whether, uh, you know, they go small ball with Gallinari or they roll with Muscala. But, 
they're definitely going to go at gaff and i would man if i'm game planning i'm going at gaff straight up in the, between the perimeter and going at gaff i'm trying to get gaff out of there because he's the one true center on the roster so um yeah i agree on all points man definitely 100 percent. all right so um before we get into comments we're gonna roll into tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, okay? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now. Don't wait any second longer. Join right now because the app is easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, parlays, and so many more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season vandal the official partner of the national football league hi i'm jake from locked on there's a lot to say when buying a new home or car but really the first words you want to say are like a good neighbor state farm is there and trust me as someone named jake that is a fact that's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every pro league out there. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to read one or two comments. Uh, see a couple comments in here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, let's see uh, somebody said pool pity party. Uh, Jalad Zelser says, as a dedicated longtime listener and Israeli Denny fan, I want to give you a shout out. Love hearing this part of your inputs, which to me and many Israeli, Israelis is very fair. Don't listen to any haters. <laughs> hey, I agree on all points. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, man, straight up, man. We got a lot of love for y'all, man. So definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, you know, haters come in all forms, man. So, you know, hey, we just dodge them, man. It is, it is what it is, man. But definitely appreciate the love, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Denny's having a solid season right now. I think he's playing good basketball. I think he's playing decisive. I think he's getting to the basket. Uh, I think he's playing with a lot of confidence. I think there's some things that you can look at and and point to that he's definitely improved on for sure. Uh, let me just pull up some num- numbers. Here, he's shooting 80, 80% from the free throw line, which is really good, and uh, 43% from the three-point line, 42% from the, free, from the three-point line. It's it's a small sample size right now because it's still early in the season, but that's still better than what he shot last year through the first 10 games of the season as well. Free throw percent is 80%, so he should, he should, he's having career highs in almost every category, 13 points a game. That's a career high for him right now. He averaged nine yeah. points last year, so... I like everything that I've I've seen. I like a lot a lot of things that I like 
from Denny so far this season, especially after getting the contract. You know, I was a little iffy on them rewarding him before the season, you know, the deadline. But, you know, of course, if they didn't give him the contract, he would have been a restricted free agent. But I kind of kind of was like, okay, I feel like, you know, we should wait on giving him, giving him the contract. But I'm happy that they did. It's a reasonable deal. He's playing good ball right now, so I have no complaints from Denny. And uh, thank you once again for, uh, you know, we're not going to listen to the haters for sure. We know we got a lot of them. <laughs> you know, that one episode last week, a lot of people came out of the woodworks and uh, definitely made some comments for sure. But, no, Gilad, Gilad, we definitely appreciate you for sure. Absolutely, man. I love what I see from Denny. Like you said, he, Denny's doing his thing, man. You know, he got that bag, and he's definitely stepping it up, man. So I love it. Right. Uh Jag says Jordan pulls a catch to this team, just zaps all the momentum we had in the game with his antics. Who um I'm not gonna say he zaps all the momentum, but I mean I, I could say <laughs> I could say that people ain't happy. I mean, because you keep doing this Hollywood stuff, man. And, and you just yeah, I mean I, I don't want to call anybody a cancer to the team, man. Um, uh, but it's just He's got to mature, man. He's got to. He's got to really lock in. He has to, man. I wish him the best, man. You know, whether it's here or somewhere else, but it could start. He's got to mature. You know, he really does. So, yeah, it's all on him. I mean, you see David Vanderpool working with him forty-five minutes after practice. So, I mean, he's he's got to lock in and just play better. He has to. Uh, he has no choice. And let's see here. We'll do one more comment. I mean, Sheldon T, I agree. If, if we're going to lose by 20-plus every night, play the young guys more. Yeah. Might as well let Eugene play, bring Ryan Wallens back. Ryan Wallens has been playing well in the G League. Same thing with Eugene. Yep. Uh, just let Johnny da- – I mean, I don't see why Johnny Davis is getting to. It's ridiculous. It really is. Uh, Vix or Vax, V-A-C-C-Z, says, bro, I hate how everyone is saying that Johnny sucks. And he never gets playing time. And he never gets playing time? Like, give him a chance. When he played this year, he went two for four, three for six, and five for five. Ah, uh, 50 50, man. I, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, definitely give him a chance, man, because he does have potential. But I mean, but you also can say that from the other players in his class at his position is a clear talent gap. I mean, you got to say that. I mean, you know, he's got work to do. He really does. So, but he has potential, especially on the defensive end. And you got to use that definitely. If you're gonna use him, use him on the, as far as defense, and then work on the, you know work on the offensive side, man, because he could definitely defend at a high level. So, yeah, I, I I agree with you, E, and I agree with everybody, man. We definitely have to give him more minutes, man. At least see what he can do, and then there's no excuses. You know, you give him solid playing time, and he still doesn't progress like you want him to, then you know what you have in him. But right now, you don't know what you have in Johnny Davis because he's not getting consistent minutes. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he 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 should at least get 10 minutes. This garbage minutes, yeah. two minutes left in the game. I mean, you, you're not going to get much from him at all. He's questionable now, so we don't even know if he's going to play tomorrow night. But as far as developmental standpoint, I get it. They didn't draft him. Wes, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he doesn't want to play him. I, I know Johnny hasn't played great basketball either to make them – you know, be like, oh, we need to play him. But, you know, defensively, he can bring some some a different uh, aspect defensively. You know, he's plays hard on the defensive end. He moves his feet well. He gets deflection. He gets steals. So I think he could help improve the defense. The defense is still going to be bad. But, you know, at least we have somebody who is more defensive-minded in the game with Johnny Davis. And uh, you're not going to develop on the bench. He's just not going to get better on the bench. You got to play to get better. 
And uh, right now, West is he's not even giving him a chance to even improve until garbage minutes. All right, uh, last one here. Uh, this is from Red Red Wings zero one. Jordan Poole is really just a poor man's Bradley Bill. Terrible shot selection, dumb turnovers, horrible basketball IQ, ball hole, very little defensive effort. Basically, basically all of Brad's deficiencies dialed up to an eleven. <laughs> I mean. You know, I guess one thing you could say, Brad never was Hollywood like that, man. You know, he was never trying to, you know, be super doing three or four spins, you know. I mean, yeah, bouncing the ball off the foot was not a good look. But, um, yeah, Poole's got to shoot higher percentage shots, man. I mean, he's, you know, he's just, he's trying to do too much, man. Um, and, I mean, look, you know, Brad, hey, look, there's a lot. Look, there's rumors out there that, man, you know, his question, how many, you know, is he going to play again? You know, because I mean, he has that back issue. So you know, shout out to Brad, man, because <laughs> we were tough on him, man. But um, yeah, the pools. Uh, we say it time and time again. He, he's got to lock in, man. He's got to. You know, he he's got bad deficiencies. Absolutely. So I hundred percent agree. Yep, definitely. And uh, we want to thank you. So this is somebody from Israel as well. It's a great podcast. Big fan from Israel. Tough season, but it's only sports. So let's go continue with the great job that both of you are doing. Thank you so much, yes, sir. Um, his name is in a different language, so I don't know what it says, but we thank you once again for watching. For sure. I want to thank all of you guys for making a lot of ways your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Tomorrow night we will be live after the Bucks game for sure. So make sure you guys are there live. For sure to catch us. Uh, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.